Hi guys, it's Louise and welcome back to episode one of Mummy Makeup and Meltdown. So today we're going to get into the nitty gritty and we're going to chat about how I basically started. So today we are going to talk about how I started in my career um, and how I got to where I'm at right now. Which some of you might be like, wow Louise you've done so well. But for me looking like at my own sort of journey and timeline I am nowhere near where I want to be but slow and steady wins the race so that is what I keep telling myself every single day Um, starting off from where I started at um, doing makeup that's essentially what got me to where I'm at now so picture Louise 16 years of age at school her final year and I knew whenever everybody was opening up their GCSE results that mine were not going to be what everybody else's was and I knew that because I wasn't a fan of school as much as I want to sit here and say that I was and obviously I have a daughter now so you know I need to be careful what I say but I wasn't a fan of school and I did not like it so I opened up my grades they were not great let's just say that and yeah, I knew I was never going to go to university. So we're going to move along. And I knew exactly that I wanted to be a beautician. That is what I wanted to do. So I knew I had to get there some way. And I did not want to go to tech. And again, I'm not against anybody going to tech. I just didn't want to take that route. Uh, a few of my friends did. But I wanted to do something that was a wee bit more fast paced and get me there to my destination a little bit quicker. So I decided I'm going to work full time. I'm going to work in my garage down the road full time, five days a week. I'm going to do a private course on a Saturday and I'm going to clean houses on the other day that I was free. So I was working, I was essentially working seven days a week. I was 16, turning, well, I was about 16 and a half at this stage and I applied for the job, got the job straight away and worked my ass off to pay off my private course, which I had to pay £100 a week towards, I think it was like £2,000 at the time, like this is a long time ago, so I am 32 now, uh, two, I think it was actually nearly 2300 if I can remember correctly, but every single week that £100 came out of my wage and I paid that to the course, so I drove up, I'll never forget it, I drove up to the Anton Road, it was called Bra Bromon Conroy College and I was in. I was the youngest in my class. All these girls that were with that were in my class mates were a lot older than me because obviously I was literally fresh out of school. And I done a full intense course uh, for my level to uh, beautician, and I was working the whole time and cleaning houses on the days off. And actually, a lady now. Sometimes you'll find me move off topic, but a lady now that actually um, messaged me for work and things like that, and we have worked together previous, um, I used to clean her house. So it's so funny whenever we chat back and talk about different things that I always say to her, do you remember I used to clean your house and her tiles? Oh my God, they were big, massive tiles. And you had to wash them and then you had to go back and polish them after it. So it took me like an hour to do the tiles alone. But anyway, so back on track. So what happened then was I decided, so at this stage, I was about 17 and a half, turning 18. And I decided, right, I'm going to go out and open my own salon. And yes, you're probably thinking, Louise, you're crazy. But for me, I just wanted to be my own boss, very independent. And I opened up my very first salon. It was called Beauty Secrets. I'll never forget it. 
my sign cost me £90 and I thought that was, oh my God, so dear. So £90 compared to my signs today, I would take that any day. Um, so open top beauty secrets and I'll never forget doing an eyebrow wax and tint and eyelash tint for £10. I used to pay my cousin Josh £5 on a Saturday to run out and put leaflets on uh, the cars <laughs> uh, in the street uh, down where I was at because I knew from doing that that people would have got the leaflets on their cars from doing their grocery shopping and they would have come in and asked uh, because obviously I wasn't booked out. It was just literally um, walk-ins that I was relying on my money and then that would have got me some money on the Saturdays and then on Saturday evenings I got all my family together, my dad and my sister and we went round all the different chapels uh, and put the flyers out as well. So I remember ordering 500 flyers uh, from Bally Print. I'm doing a special shout to Bally Print and Ballymena because I still use them to this day, Aaron. And I remember going in and ordering the flyers and I think they were like £25 if I wanted them black and white or £30 for colour and because back then I didn't have any money and I was literally scrimping by um, I always picked the black and white £25 for 500 players so we would round all the chapels and put them out around my local area Claddy, Portland, and Lally, Bilahi chapels and then that would have meant I knew that people were going to ring me the week ahead so that would have got money in for the week ahead so back then makeup was not a thing um, I loved doing it on myself I used to save my school pocket money my dinner money to buy eyeshadows and boots I'll never forget it but makeup was not a thing and I basically taught myself how to do makeup. YouTube back then, I loved YouTube. Any of the OGs out there that remember watching um, Jacqueline Hill, I did watch her. Um, who was the lady that owned uh, the eyeshadow? She did with eyeshadows and used to stack them up and they were you could buy them singly. Yes, it was uh, Makeup Geek. Uh, the girl was called Marlena. She was like the biggest on YouTube at the time. And I remember coming in every evening and setting it up and watching YouTube. And I was just fascinated. Buying everything that I could with any of the money I'd left over from my rent and things like that. But we're going to fast forward to, um, I would say I worked there for a couple of years. And 21, I decided I'm going to go and try Australia. So I went to Australia and I... Um, I don't, I know this podcast I'm talking about how I started, but I'm going to maybe get a wee bit personal and talk about things that happened in my personal life at the time. So, um, 21 was a very hard year for me. So, um, 21. Looking back on myself, if I picture myself as 21 year old right now, it was quite a, a good time for me in my career, but a very sad time in my personal life. Um, I'm the oldest of seven and obviously I lived at home with my mum and dad but how my makeup career started to take off it was when as soon as my mum had decided to leave the family home and basically she left us with my father and she took my youngest sister with her who was like one at the time yeah so that was quite hard on me mentally and very very confusing for a 21 year old but um I decided to come home from Australia and sort of look after my brothers and sisters and that is basically how my makeup career took off because what happened then is I came back home from Australia and with whatever money I had left I had opened a makeup cabinet at the back of my house so obviously 
I did, I've, you know, I'm trying to keep this short and sweet, but went to Australia, closed the salon down, the beauty salon, but was doing really, really well with makeups. And as soon as I landed in Australia, I was booked the next day for the Randwick races doing makeup. So I was started off doing makeup then, again, self-taught makeup artist. And I was doing really, really well. But then came home because personal things happening at home and opened up a cabin. Now, social media was not a thing then. We didn't do... Instagram was not a thing. I did have an Instagram account. Facebook was massive, but nobody was really advertising their business on Facebook. Social media, um, Instagram, I had one, but I'm not joking. Whenever I say I had a picture of a salad that I had made, a handbag that I had up, like there was nothing business-like on it until one day I was a very big fan of Lonely Res Essex and I had seen um, Lonely Res Essex um, reality stars on Instagram and I decided I was going to start sharing my makeup looks on there and using hashtags. So anybody that doesn't know what hashtags are for a business, you need to start to know what they are because they are what's going to help you promote and grow your business um, basically to get out there a bit more. Um, so I started to hashtag things like makeup, MAC cosmetics. I loved MAC then. I literally had three bottles of MAC. It didn't matter what colour you were coming into my uh, cabin. You were getting one of those three colours of MAC put in your face. Didn't matter if you had no tan on or four layers of tan on. I was going to make it work and I did make it work. Um, so yeah, I started hashtagging things like Mac, uh, Essex Makeup, Lauren Goodyear, like I was obsessed with her, she was going with Mark Wright at the time and oh my god I was obsessed, I remember booking, I think I've been in Essex like three times, like during that period whenever it was really, really big over there and I'll never forget it, one day I was in the cabin doing makeups and I got, uh, I had a fully booked day and I keep in mind back then I was one of the first about to do makeup. I was one of the first in my like Northern Ireland where I'm from that was actually a makeup artist, a worker makeup artist that wasn't a beautician. It was solely just makeup. What I done was makeups every single day, especially Fridays and Saturdays. And this day I had 16 makeups, but then yes, now I know where the bad back is came from. And that is what um the back guy that like pushes out my knots all the time and aligns my discs as he calls them says he says it's from you pivoting on one foot and I still do it to this day but I don't do 60 makeups a day anymore thank god but um I got this message so I had obviously hashtagged um Essex makeup you know all the different hashtags and Mac cosmetics and glamorous makeup and I will never forget it as long as I live I got a message from Lauren Goodyear so she would be one of the most like famous people I suppose on the reality tv show The Only Essex and she had messaged me and says, I'll never forget it, she said, hey babe, any chance you're free to come to my house this evening in Chegwell in Essex to do my makeup? And I'm not joking, I nearly dropped the phone. I was like, oh my god, like at this time, like this just didn't, this was unheard of. So obviously I'm from Northern Ireland, but I was like, I have to do this. And at that time, I was like, I can't have so many makeups booked in and thank god I didn't have other girls working for me at the time. And I was like, oh my god, but at that time I was like I can't I can't but my boyfriend at that time um he was like you have to do it like you have to do it and I said right I'm gonna do it so I says to her I just replied yep I will be there send me your address so I went on booked a flight couldn't even bloody afford the flight um I booked the one way I didn't know how I was getting home because I didn't have a flight home booked and I uh, loaded the wee hand luggage suitcase and I went over and I remember knocking at her door. She lived in this like sort of um, gated community, like a private 
apartment block and she was like, why do you have a suitcase? And I was like, I had to get it on a plane. And she nearly dropped dead. She thought I lived in London or somewhere in the UK. She thought I was from over there. And she was like, oh my God, she could not believe it. And I'll never forget it. I'd done the makeup on her and it literally blew up. The, my Instagram blew up. Whenever I say I've never experienced high volume of like followers in my life. And at that time I started and it was two thousand, two and a half thousand followers I had. And by the next morning I had seven and a half thousand followers because she had shouted me out on her page. And she did look unbelievable. I remember doing the makeup. She, I have to say, she looked so gorgeous. And from then, it just, it was a snowball effect. I've done Katie Price's makeup. Um, I've done some of the Geordie Shores. I've done Denise Van Outen, like so many different, uh, like, like reality TV stars. And yeah, so that just sort of all happened. And that just pushed my career so much for, like, further forward at home. So came back. And I'll never forget my messages on my Instagram and Facebook page just going berserk, wanting me to teach so many makeup artists. So makeup artists that were like training from over here. And I would say I was fully booked. Um, My diary was fully booked for a year of solid hard work and me teaching people everything that I know. So we're going to move fast forward to the age of 23, whenever I opened up my first salon again, which was a makeup and hair only salon. Again, unheard of over here where I live at the time. It was mainly beauticians or beauty salons, but I opened up L&D, Louise McDonald's, my initials, L&D makeup and hair. And I remember employing, I think at one stage there was, I can't even remember off the top of my head, but so many girls working for me and we just had a great wee team and it was just growing and growing and growing and I then opened up my second salon in Mackerfelt and I'll never forget my cancellation list was bigger and longer than my appointment list so that's when I knew I needed to open up another place. So social media played a big part in everything I just spoke about there but back then it wasn't really Instagram stories as such it was more Snapchat stories and again I'll never forget the first time I came on and started talking. I was in Dubai. It was my first ever time going to Dubai. And I never came on and spoke on Snapchat stories. I just would have showed pictures of products, talked about products. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go on and talk about what I bought on, in Sephora. And long story short, I got loads and loads and loads of great feedback. And then there was obviously a few people. And some of you might still agree, guys, listen to me right now. But that uh were saying where is she from she sounds like a farmer yada 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 and i'm like oh my goodness there's so much more positive feedback than there was negative this might actually work so i'm sure some of you remember me on snapchat talk i talked about everything and anything under the sun but it was mainly um makeup products so that is how my career started to grow and grow and grow and then i started to teach people um, how to do makeup via social media. So it was great. I'll never forget it. Um, my Instagram and Snapchat were just flat out. I had, I think at one stage, now this is going back, I'm 32 now, so say eight years ago, and it was a big thing to have um, your views. You would have seen how many views or stories or views people would have been, I don't even know what you call it. You know the way I, so basically there's 55 people watching my stories daily on snapchat now to translate that over to instagram took a lot of hard work because i'm sure you know now with tiktok and things like that it takes a wee bit of persuading your audience to move over to a new platform especially if they're not like 
familiar with it but we finally moved over to instagram because that is where all the brands were starting to like go big on instagram so that is what was happening and then i got a phone call one day from i'm sure you all know the amazing brendan from be perfect he is the most genuine lovely down-to-earth person i have ever came across and he had reached out to me and there was never anything like this done in Northern Ireland, Ireland, UK, I don't even, I don't even know. I think at the stage, Anastasia Beverly Hills was just bringing out an eyeshadow palette, but he had asked me to do a collaboration with his brand, Be Perfect Cosmetics, and I'll never forget it, the meeting, um, in the ground shop in Marfelt, and I was like, yep, yeah, I want to do this. I already had my, um, eyeshadows down to a T that I used faithfully every single day on clients on brides on everybody and I says right Brendan I want to put these shadows into a palette an inspirational palette and we brought it to production got it here and sold out within the first 40 hours so that literally sent my career up the ladder flying up the ladder and it just got stronger and stronger from then I just got asked to do so many amazing things like go to schools, do inspirational talks in schools, talk about my career, my journey and things like that and I was just so thankful. Um, newspaper articles, again I, I worked again with um, Lauren Goodger, I actually flew over again and done her makeup for a second time. So yeah, all these things, it's just like a snowball effect but it all, I will say one thing, at the back end of it all, hard work is what was consistent every single time and I'll talk about that consistency is key when it comes to work and now again like I suppose these days there's so much more uh, competition out there but if you have got that fire below your bum you're going to go places trust me so um I'm going to fast forward to probably 2017 whenever Suzanne Jackson, I'm sure you all know her, she is a famous uh, blogger here in Ireland. She had messaged me to come and do her two uh, events in Gilgorm, which is only like 10 minutes from my house, so Gilgorm Spa. Basically, whenever I went in to do Suzanne's makeup for her event, she asked me to do her makeup for her event and then also be part of the show where I would go on and do perform my makeup artist demonstration. So I'd done that, done her makeup both days, and she could not get over how beautiful her skin was and she was chatting about her makeup, she was getting married. Never did I ever think for one second that I was ever going to even be getting the opportunity to do her makeup. But she had talked about different um, makeup artists that she was getting trials with and things like that. And I told her to write down all the products that I was using and give them to her makeup artist to try so that they could maybe like um, do something similar to what we had done. And then I'll never forget her message in me about a month later saying, Louise, are you free on such and such date in August? And I said, yeah, I am. Uh, what, you know, I was like, you know, curious to know what it was for. And she said, I would love you to do my bridal makeup. And I'm not joking, you never I say. It was probably one of the most surreal experiences because I was completely gobsmacked for a start I was shaking like it was just an amazing feeling but something that I never thought was going to happen so Suzanne actually came up for a trial to my Portland on salon I'll never forget I had to clear my diary and uh, nobody else was allowed in the salon that day and um, because I wanted it to be completely private for her 
uh, coming up and we done her trial and she messaged on the way home in the car with her and Dylan and she says yes it's perfect um will you be my bridal makeup artist and that was it I from then my bridal diary just went berserk once I had done her bridal makeup and um, I had stayed down in the Purse Court Hotel and was there for her wedding weekend and it was just amazing she is such a incredible businesswoman so that was 2017 and from then everything has just got bigger and better I have now brought out my own brand LMD Cosmetics and it is growing stronger than ever I am currently um, on Instagram and I do loads of different things on there and still to this day makeup is my passion it's my thing I love it I am now a mother to the most beautiful wee girl. She's called Alara. She will be two in May. And she has just literally taken my word and made it 10 times better. Now, don't get me wrong. Whenever I say there's a few more bags and wee lines below my eyes. But we're working on that. Um, But that is basically my journey in a nutshell. I don't think I'm leaving anything out. Um, But that is how I got to basically be where I am today. Uh, hard work. Consistency. Believing in yourself, there's a wee bit of self-doubt there, still is, but I think you need to be humble when it comes to things like this. But it's only going to get better for me. I know it because I still have no even, I, I, I'm going to be going for a good couple of years. I can just see myself, um, people say, what would you do if you won the lottery, Louise? If you won 100 million, I'd still be doing what I'm doing. Like, I, I just can't help myself. I just love working because I love what I do. But I do believe a lot of it's to do with your mindset and your mental health and things like that. But this episode of the podcast is really just for you to get a wee bit to know a wee bit more about my background and things like that. Um, obviously there's bits of pieces in there that I've left out, but that was um, the most important parts and the parts that I do feel like are essential to be popped in there. Um, whenever it comes to career and things like that just to show because it's very easy to come on and look at um, somebody's Instagram you know and just see the surface see she gets this handbook to her and she gets that handbook to her and she gets to work with this brand and but no down below all do you ever see the the, the quote or it's not a quote it's like a, a vision picture of it's like an iceberg in the, in the water and you see the tip of the iceberg but you don't actually see the big massive like three quarters of the iceberg down below down below the water. Well, I think if that was a picture to describe me and my life, I would, that would be the picture to describe me and my life because people only see the tip of the iceberg at the top. They don't see what happens underneath. And that's why it's very easy for people to judge. But yes, that is um, today's podcast. I am very grateful for all you to even be still listening at this part because that was a long one, but it's only going to get more funner and a bit more crack. Um, on the episodes coming ahead I'm going to be bringing on my sister next week Michaela, she's the nutcase and maybe we'd even have a glass of wine or something whenever we're recording that one but this is episode one I would love for you guys to leave some feedback and I'm not really sure what you do with podcasts and things like that but rate it or review it, I'm not really sure but I will be back next week and we're going to try and upload every single Friday and yeah, that is all I have to say right now guys I'm going to love you and leave you and I will chat to you next time. Bye.